Do you feel completely overwhelmed by all of the tasks that need to be done every single day? You're definitely not alone. Simplifying your daily schedule is essential for maintaining not only your productivity, but your sanity. But how do you go about it in a way that doesn't feel so overwhelming? That's exactly what we're going to be talking about today, where I'm going to share with you five practical strategies to simplify your daily schedule. Welcome to the Smart Productive Mom Podcast. My name is Lucretia, and I want to help you be more productive and present without stressing about housework. I'm spilling all the tea on how to take that overwhelm out of motherhood, so let's dive into all the juicy goodness. First thing that's important to do is to prioritize your tasks. It can be difficult to figure out what needs to be done first when you have an entire list of things that need to be done and people are constantly adding more things to the list. That's why it's important to prioritize your tasks so you can make sure that nothing gets forgotten. So start by writing down all the tasks you need to do that day. So we're not writing down the tasks that you can do in six months from now. We're not writing down the tasks that you've been wanting to do, but you've been putting it off. We are writing down the tasks that need to be done today. So that could be things like not just cleaning the house, but if you really need to wash the dishes before you cook dinner, then wash the dishes. So keep it simple. Don't put clean the house, but wash the dishes. Or this could be doing a load of laundry because no one has any clean underwear or making meal prepping for your family so that you're not you know, rushing around throughout the week trying to do that later. So keep it very specific to the task that you want to get done today. Once you have your list of tasks written down, we are going to prioritize them according to importance. Now, if you're already struggling with this and feeling overwhelmed, I have a planning bundle available that I will link below for you that helps you write down all of your tasks and then right beside it, you can prioritize it by high priority, medium priority, and low priority. And that will help you figure out what to focus on first. And since all of our brains work differently, I have also provided inside of the planning bundle a different format of prioritizing, which is called the prioritization matrix. This includes four different categories of tasks. So you have the tasks that you are going to do right now. You have the category of tasks that you're going to decide on when to do it. So that's your schedule task. You have your third category, which is the delegate task. So those are the tasks you're not even going to do at all. You're just going to delegate it to someone else. And then the fourth category is what you are going to eliminate and either eliminate or do less of. So those are the four categories provided on the second style of prioritization. So your do category, these are the tasks that have a specific deadline. So this would be like if your child has a science project due tomorrow that you're helping them with and you haven't even gone to the store to get the supplies that you need for the project. That has a deadline that is urgent. You need to go to the store right now because not only do you need to go to the store to get the supplies, you also have to create the project and they have to get to bed on time so they can present it the next day. So that is an urgent task that would be in that first column of your urgent category. The second column would be your decide and this is like your scheduled task. So when are you going to go to the grocery store and get your meals for the upcoming days? 
or when do you plan on responding to your emails for your business? So things like that that aren't really urgent, you just need to plan out when you're going to do them throughout the day. That is the second category. The third category is your delegate category. And these are things that you aren't even going to do. So this could be something like doing grocery pickup instead of actually going grocery shopping. So you technically don't have to do the grocery shopping or you could have your partner do it instead of you or having your partner wash the dishes instead of you doing it or having your kids do the laundry instead of you doing it. So anything you can delegate, that's what's going to go into this category. And then the fourth category is your eliminate or things that you're going to do less of. So instead of hanging out on the couch watching Netflix, maybe you are going to make a new product for your business or you're going to set an app limit on your phone so you're spending less than one hour per day on social media so you can get all of that time back. And if you're not sure how to set app limits, I talk about that in episode five about how social media is addicting and ways that you can overcome the social media addictions that we have and a lot of us don't even know we have them. So that is the first way to simplify your daily schedule is to prioritize your tasks and break them down into very, very specific bite-sized tasks. Now that you have your task broken down, prioritized, you know exactly what to focus on first, now you can make your to-do list. Making a to-do list is effective because there is something in our brain that loves checking things off. It makes us feel accomplished. It helps us to stay motivated. It helps us build momentum so we can keep going. So that is why I love making to-do lists, but the key is to keep them short and actionable. Once they get long and overwhelming, they lose their their spunk, they lose their the excitement we get about them. So keep it short, keep it punchy, and just keep it so you can just build up momentum and kind of become like a snowball where you start small and you just get bigger and bigger and bigger and then things just start feeling easy because you're on a roll. So we are going to make a to-do list starting with your most important task that you need to get done. And if you have your planning bundle, this is in the top column of your daily planning sheet. It has your most important task. You are going to either write that in there or type it in. If you are using your digital planner, just write it right in this top section. So that's the first thing. And then the second part is broken down into your must do tasks and then you have your should do task and then you have your would like to do. So then you are going to just go down the list of your your prioritization matrix and just plug in your task where they belong. And that's how easy it can be to make a to-do list. So we're not time blocking or doing any of that. Nothing has a specific time attached to it unless it's like an appointment or something, but there's no specific time. I'm going to tell you in the next step how we're going to stay consistent with this to-do list and make sure that we actually get it done. The third thing we want to focus on in order to simplify our daily schedule is to start creating habits. I want you to focus on creating habits instead of creating a schedule. And I see that that's where so many people struggle because they have this schedule and it has all these times when it's supposed to get things done. And we also have kids that don't care about the time that we're supposed to get things done. So that's when the two kind of clash. So with 
This method of creating habits and routines, it's so much easier to get things done rather than trying to schedule and then you feel behind and you're stressed and now you have all this anxiety and you feel like you didn't get anything accomplished. Let's avoid that and let's focus on creating habits. Now that you have your to-do list, here are five different triggers or cues that you can use to tell you when to move to the next item on your to-do list. And this is exactly how you are going to stay consistent by using these cues or triggers. The first cue could be a time-based cue. So this could be every single Monday at two o'clock, you clean the kitchen. Or every single evening at 6 p.m., you start your child's bedtime routine. Those are time cues. And the task will happen at a specific time. So that's the first type of trigger or cue that you could use that will help you stay consistent. The second one would be a location trigger. And this is when you do something based on where you're at. An example of this would be every time you walk into the kitchen, you bring a dirty dish with you to put it in the dishwasher. And this is triggering you to start the dishes before you go to bed. So that if that's the habit you're trying to create where you want to go to bed with a clean kitchen where you don't have to worry about washing the dishes in the morning, then every single time you walk into the kitchen, bring a dish with you or put a dish that's in the sink, put it in the dishwasher. That will be your cue. That's your location cue would be the kitchen. So that's an example of that. The third type of cue or trigger would be a preceding event. This is when if you take an action after something else has happened, that preceding event is triggering you to start your habit. An example of a preceding event trigger would be picking up the toys once your baby falls asleep for their nap. So the preceding event is the nap and your new habit that you're trying to create to keep your house cleaner is to pick up the toys during nap time. Or if you have your own business, your preceding event could still be the nap, but it could be working on your business and knowing exactly what you're going to do to move your business forward during nap time. So that would be an example of a preceding event trigger. The fourth type of trigger is your emotional state. So this is when you do something based upon how you're feeling. For instance, you may notice that you get bored around 2 p.m. or so every day, and that's usually when you waste a lot of time on social media. So instead of whipping out your phone and going to TikTok, you decide to pull out a book and start a reading habit. Speaking of reading habit, I just finished the book Verity by, I think her name is Colleen Hoover. Oh, I love her books so much. So if you haven't read Verity, it was pretty good. And honestly, my favorite book by her would be, oh, there's so many, but it would be It Ends With Us. So read that one as well because her books are so good. So shout out to her. But yeah, so an emotional state trigger. So if you notice that you're feeling bored and that's usually when you scroll through your phone, pick up a book instead. Or if you notice that every time you, every day you start getting sleepy in the afternoon, then try to make a habit a habit of taking a quick little power nap if you can, right? So if you're at home with your kids and you're not able to take the power nap, but if you can take a nap, there are so many benefits to taking a power nap throughout the day instead of drinking coffee. So if you can take the nap, then make that part of your habit as well. So that is the fourth trigger would be your emotional state. The fifth 
trigger is other people. This trigger influences your behavior based upon the people you're surrounded by. For example, watching cleaning motivation videos on YouTube could help you get up and clean your house. So if you surround yourself, so I mean you're virtually (laughs) surrounding yourself by someone who's up cleaning and organizing, and that could trigger you to clean and organize your own home. So that would be the fifth and final trigger, which would be other people. So just a quick little wrap up here of the triggers that you could use to stay consistent with your to-do list and stay productive. The first one would be a time-based trigger. The second one would be location. The third is a preceding event. The fourth is your emotional state. And the fifth trigger would be other people. So try to build those into your day. So don't just say, I want to work out every day actually know what workout you're going to do to begin with and then have some type of trigger that's going to cue you when to do the workout. So I'm going to work out every Monday after dinner, right? That's a preceding event trigger. So be very specific about what you are going to do and when you are going to do it. And it doesn't just have to be what time you're going to do it. It could be, you know, when you're going to do it after dinner or you're going to do it whenever you feel bored. So that is how you're going to stay consistent by using these cues and triggers. The fourth strategy to simplify your daily schedule is to make sure that you are taking breaks. And I know that a lot of us may get caught up in hustle culture where we feel like we have to be doing something all the time to be considered productive, but that is not true. Taking breaks is an essential part of your being. It's an, it's essential for humans to take breaks and to relax. So breaks can help you reduce your stress, improve your memory, boost your energy. They help you increase your creativity. So breaks are very, very important. And now you can choose to do this like a five minute pause throughout the day, or you can just take a nap and just relax, like just choose some type of way to take a break. And by taking a break, this does not mean scrolling through social media and then you're getting off and you just kind of feel like you're zoned out. Like I, whenever I get off social media, that's why I really don't like to use it because I just felt like I wasn't really present. Like I would still be thinking about what I saw on social media because my brain just absorbed so much information in such a short amount of time that it was still processing even though I wasn't even on the app anymore. So whenever I take my breaks, I'm, I try to make it a habit of not picking up my phone and doing something else. Just either, sometimes I just sit there and just stare off into space. Like just any way you can take the break throughout the day, find a way to take a break. And then the fifth way to simplify your daily schedule is to make sure that you are not the only person doing everything. So whether, I know people hate when you say ask for help because you shouldn't have to ask for help. It's everyone lives there, so it shouldn't all just fall on you to do everything. But not everyone's family is run the same way. So sometimes you have an agreement where, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom and your spouse is the one that goes to work, maybe you have an agreement that you take care of the home and they work outside of the home, right? So everyone's family is set up differently. Just make sure that you are not taking on all of the responsibility and that if if it's overwhelming for you, that you are speaking up and advocating for yourself. And asking for help doesn't just have to mean asking someone else for help, like having a, a house cleaner or a babysitter. 
those aren't the only ways to get help. You could use a meal delivery service like HelloFresh, for instance, where the meals are arrived to your doorstep already pre-portioned. All you have to do is chop everything up and cook it. So that is also a way to ask for help in quotations, right? So don't just think you have to have someone else help you. Just figure out ways that you can simplify your tasks so that they're easier. So whether that it means someone else doing it for you, like delegating it to someone else, or just finding a way to make it easier, like grocery pickup or using a meal delivery service, think of ways that you can simplify your tasks so that they don't feel so overwhelming. So those are the five simple strategies to simplify your daily schedule. Remember that I do have the planning bundle linked below so that you can use that in order to map out your day and prioritize all of your tasks so everything doesn't feel urgent. You can actually see what you want to get done and you can break those tasks down into bite-sized tasks that feel manageable and then you can start building up momentum and keep going throughout the day and make sure you're taking breaks and using your cues and triggers and just making the day feel as simple as possible because we don't need to be productive 24-7. We need to take breaks, we need to relax, and we don't need to subscribe to hustle culture where We just have to struggle and make everything feel hard. There's no reward in struggling more than your neighbor. So make things feel easy, make things feel simple, and use these strategies to your advantage so you can actually enjoy motherhood without counting down the seconds until bedtime. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the Smart Productive Mom podcast. If you found this information helpful, please leave a written review so more moms can find this show. And if you want to connect with the super moms in this community, come hang out with us in the Smart Productive Mom Facebook group. I can't wait to connect with you. See you there.